Super excited about the win. Unbelievable environment the other night. Fans came out and packed and it was loud. Our guys loved it. Uh, that's, that's college ball. That's, that's what we've been looking for as a team on the field for four quarters and obviously just homecoming the environment we got from everybody was phenomenal. So appreciate everybody that came out and got loud and stayed till the end. Uh, proud of how the guys continue to fight over the last month. It's been hard. Uh, there's not been a ton of things to show on the field other than just some improvement, but in the win-loss column, it's hard to stay the course when, when you just don't see the results show the way you want, and they did. And we had a great week of work and prep for those guys and played our best game, and we got in the win column, and hopefully it'll be, it'll be something that can propel us into to more wins. Hopefully we can stack you know two on top of this one, and and, and, and then we'll start worrying about three later. But, but it's, it's a great step in the right direction. All three phases did things that needed to happen to, to beat a good football team. We know the challenges that Air Force presents, about the time and energy our defensive staff and defense players put in, in during the offseason paid off in a big, big way. Made it very difficult for them to move the ball. Eliminated uh, just, just a few explosives on the day and came up with turnovers and then offensively, as balanced as we've been, finished with uh, uh, several touchdowns when we had to have them, love to have a couple early when we had to kick field goals, but Connor did a great job putting them through and, and matching pace with, with those guys. Uh, made the most out of the possessions that we had. You don't get a lot, and we made the most out of all of them with the exception of, of one that kind of got away, I think. Um, so really, really pleased in that sense. We need to build on it. We've got to go on the road. We've got two weeks in a row on the road in this league. That's always difficult. And Colorado State's coming off a win, so you're going to get them with some confidence as well. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, need to, we'll need to improve. Eliminate the turnovers, eliminate the penalties, eliminate any mistakes, and, and try to get better this week and find a way to, find a way to win. So, What questions do you have? Patrick Mayhorn with the Ag Ship. Um, I want to ask about the transition from covering or preparing to cover the triple option to the the air raid or air raid adjacent, which is what Jay Norvell does. Um, is that as significant a change as maybe we from the outside might think, or is it really not that big of a deal? Well, I think the biggest transition is getting into triple option mode, getting back to kind of spread football. You would like to think would be more comfortable, uh, albeit – we put a lot of time and energy into Air Force over the course of the week and open week and summer. Uh, so we, we've got to get back in the thought process of seeing things differently. And hard to say exactly what that challenge is. You would, you would assume that it is tougher to get into triple option mode than it is to get out of it. But, um, but we, we put a lot of time and energy into it. And, and they, they saw a lot of it. So we're going to have to we're going to do a really good job of, of kind of reteaching some things this week and making sure we're in the right place. And you're right, air raid spreads you out, puts you all over the place. They they want to spread the ball around. Hopefully, we can make them very uncomfortable with our front, our pass rush, and, and cover as well as we have the last couple of weeks. I want to ask too about the defensive uh, havoc plays against Air Force or sort of lack thereof, which it turns out you didn't really need in that game. That has been you know, a focus of Efren Bonda for years now. And you, you had, I think, one tackle for loss in the game and a couple pass deflections, but that's about it. Has that been sort of a focus of being able to win games in different ways defensively than just making big plays? Well, that style of offense doesn't really lend itself to a lot of tackles for loss and 
sacks. I mean, they don't drop back a lot. We did get there and, and struggled to get him on the ground. I thought we had a couple of good opportunities. But to me, where our style of defense showed up was when they pitched the ball and put the ball in the perimeter, how fast we were able to chase it down, how fast we were able to recover on the play action uh, shots downfield. We didn't give up the big post, the big vertical. They had the one exchange where we tripped. Really, Dom Tatum's going right to the guy to cover him down and gets picked off. Or, or we matched up on that stuff. So it wasn't so much tackles for loss and sacks as it was the speed on the perimeter, the speed to chase things down without them getting out into open space, and the speed to be able to recover on the play actions. We, we did still make it very difficult for them to, to move the ball. If you look at just the average per carry and, and the yardage compared to what they normally have, it did show up. It just looks a little bit different in the stat line. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue, USU Aggie News. Last year in your shootout with Air Force, they ran for, if I remember right, somewhere around 470 yards or so. Saturday, they only picked up 260. Can you talk about maybe what you guys did differently or what you recognized that led to such a turnaround and the success Saturday night? Yeah, and, and, and probably good conversation with Coach Bonda would help you. I'm going to be crude in this sense. We had to really adjust our style of front play. Uh, you, you, obviously, you go into that game with, with a mindset, this is what we're going to do. A lot of our vertical push-up field was a problem. It created gaps that we couldn't fill at the second and third level. We changed our techniques dramatically. We played more lateral, more uh, squeezing gaps down. I think we had a much better beat on what to expect from Air Force as well. They spent a tremendous amount of time looking for tendencies and alignment keys, and, and, and it did help us. We knew a lot better about what to expect based off of how they lined down and deployed their fronts. So technically, we changed, and then just a better idea of what to anticipate and com better communication with our guys. Uh, you know, I just think we played more physically as well. I think we just – I think the defense had a chip on their shoulder. We did not want to give up 42 points and 400-something yards rushing again. We you know, came away from that game feeling very lucky that we've, we got a win. Uh, so I, I think they attacked the problem from every area in terms of technique, in terms of um, tendencies, and also just physical nature of play, playing downhill, uh, but, but not necessarily playing vertically, which you know we do a lot in the sense that we're trying to get to the quarterback and create tackles for loss. It just doesn't benefit you against that particular system. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. They, they've had their struggles on offense, uh, but Moral, Moral, Moral is coming off a really big game against Nevada, and Horton has been a threat in the receiving game all, all season long, almost 100 yards a game. Uh, what do you see from those guys that, uh, that, present, that make them a challenge to prepare for? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good at what they do in the, in the spread. I mean, Matt, Matt's been running the system since he was born, I think, and, and it shows Horton did a phenomenal job at Nevada before he transferred over with them, and he definitely is dynamic. He was a guy we, we would have loved to have, have been able to get out of the portal before he made the jump to go there. Um, you know, I, I think the thing about the air raid and, and their version of it is they they will spread the ball around to everybody. Now, Horton's obviously having a big year, and, and their best player is going to still get the ball. But they do make you defend the entire field. They always have. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's balanced by numbers to some degree. 
And when they're healthy, if, if they're healthy, and, and I think everybody struggles being healthy this time of the year, then then they've got enough weapons to to hurt you. And then you go from what we just mentioned, you go from the triple option now back to the air raid. We're going to be super disciplined and cover well, and we're going to have to get pass rush. We're going to have to get to the quarterback and make him very uncomfortable. Hey, Coach Al Lewis from KBNU. Speaking of the quarterback, I think he was a freshman, played this last week against Nevada. But he had a horrible game in a lot of ways until the last drive. So he comes in yeah. probably with a little bit of momentum into this game, I would have to think, because they didn't take him out or didn't make a change or that too. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think you just get better and better the more you play in it. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, offense built around repetition. There's a lot of principles of the air raid in our system. Uh, we, you know, it's kind of where where I started 20 some odd years ago with with parts of the air raid from Sonny Dykes and Mike Leach and that crew and our RPO game and our spread game just kind of developed over the years. And so you see some principles in ours. It's it's about repetition. It's about Going back to a lot of the same concepts, knowing you're going to get different answers, and quarterbacks get better the more reps they get. Now, they've been, again, beat up. We don't really exactly know what we're going to see, who's getting healthy, who's coming back and playing, who have they moved away from. They've had a lot of guys in the portal. I mean, knowing what we're going to see in terms of personnel is a challenge, but knowing the system you're going to see, they're dedicated to it, and they've been really, really good at it at Nevada, and you're starting to see them get better at it there at Colorado State. And they did also get a little bit more running in the game than they've had. Didn't yeah. they, the running backs look a little bit better? Yeah, and I think the balance always helps you. It does us. It, even guys in the air raid, uh, when you've looked at their best teams, they were able to run the ball effectively and, and stay balanced in the sense of when you play coverage, they're willing to run the ball at you. When you, when you bring people, they're going to take their matchups. I, I think it fits very similar to what we think. You've, you've got to stay balanced or, or you become very – very one-dimensional, very, very tough for us to be that kind of team. Coach, Trent Wood with Deseret News. You kind of referenced this just a little while ago. You're midway through the season. Injuries are a thing. Health is obviously a thing. I'm curious about the overall health of your team, how this year the health compares maybe to previous seasons. Uh, I've had worse years in terms of season-ending injuries. Now, we have lost some guys, as we all know, that we're not going to get back. We've been fortunate that this past week we didn't lose any more, just some bumps and bruises. Coming out of that style of game, it always makes you very nervous with the cut blocks and the type of offense that they run that you may you may lose a guy. We didn't. We, we got out of it fairly healthy. Uh, bumps and bruises that we can recover from. We got Alfred Edwards back. I think we'll have Brock Lane back full speed this week. Um, other than that, Mike uh, Anyuana should be back as well. Uh, I think we're going to get guys back, not lose them. This time of the season, midway through, we're pretty fortunate in the sense that, um, that you know, the injury bug hasn't gone further along. I've been in this shape before where we had double-digit season-ending injuries and had to figure out a way to, to finish the year and, and, and get to the finish line. We did that, but I, I'm hoping we can stay healthy. We're in pretty good shape right now. We, we don't have a lot of room to lose more. We are, we are thin at several positions, uh, so we need to be really smart also about our practice habits not to create problems that, that we don't have already. Coach Eric Franson, 106.9 The Fan. You've talked a lot about uh, player leadership and player discipline, keeping each other accountable. How is that progressing as, as a team, as you're monitoring that as the head coach? It's, it's been better. I mean, I, I look at a guy like Hunter Reynolds, who has really, really stepped up, uh, along with, uh, I think, several others 
he has probably been the most vocal, the most visible on the defensive side of the ball, both MJ Tafise and, and AJ Bong Pachon right there kind of with him. Uh, that, that's been really good to see. Uh, I think Brian Cobbs uh, stepped up, and you're seeing it both on the field, but also behind the scenes. I think Alfred Edwards and, and Dolphin Chandler both very, very vocal the last couple weeks. Uh, Justin McGriff, very vocal the last couple weeks, trying to take ownership, lead from inside, and, and it's, starting to, it's starting to show. It looks different than it did a year ago. It's not the same group, but in their own way, guys are taking ownership. The main thing is the group in a, as a whole has continued to work. Even though it's been frustrating and, and things weren't going perfectly, the group as a whole has, has accepted coaching, accepted the leadership of other guys, and continue to work, and we've, we've continued to get better. And then just as a follow-up, just the, the discipline on the field with, with penalties. I know you alluded to trying to improve some of those, but some of those egregious 15-yard penalties seem to be declining a lot. Yeah, uh, we've, we've made a big emphasis. Guys realize how much it's hurting us. We can't, we can't recover from those. We had some competitive penalties the other night, but we only had one kind of careless, you know, um, after the play action after a score. Uh, Cole Moat's got a throat slash, you know, action penalty, which I saw pop up a couple times this weekend, as a matter of fact, across ball. It's just something we can't do. We've stayed away from the other ones. Uh, all the other penalties were competitive plays things that we'll try to teach and get away from, but, but not the uh, lack of discipline caught up in the emotion penalties. We, we've avoided most of those, and hopefully we can even dial that back another notch. Hey, Coach, Al again down at the radio station. You won the conference last year because you won road games. Here we go. You're starting your first conference road game. Will you talk about that last year? Was there some stew you guys may have put together to eat, or what's going on there? You know, it wasn't anything in particular. It was just one week at a time, one game at a time. We, we take the same approach. The process really hasn't changed. We're 13-0 we're and 0 here when we win the turnover battle and the explosive play battle. I mean, the formula is pretty clear. We need, to, we need to play physical and reduce the explosive play. We need to create those through energy and effort and great execution on offense. We can't turn the ball over. we got to create turnovers. Those are the same reasons that we won games on the road last year. We, we affected those areas through effort and, and our conditioning and really decision-making and discipline. And, and this group's learning that. We, we've put that together twice this year, and those are the two games we've won. So the conversation is going to be about you know, the, the ability to go out and do that every week and control what you can control. We can control our energy. We can make good decisions and you know, throw the ball away and punt the ball when we need to. And obviously the effort that gets you to the second and third levels gets you to a ball where you can strip it out, gets you to a, a batted ball, you can pick it off. I mean, those are things we've got to continue to affect. Coach Patrick Mayhorn again. I want to ask about uh, you only had uh, – there was one three and out in the first half and then one in the second half when you were drawing all those timeouts at the, near the end of the game. Um, to what do you credit that success and how do you maintain that moving forward? Uh, same thing, effort and execution, man. Those things don't change. We uh, play physical football on both fronts, which we did. We ran the ball. We were able to control the run, not stop it. You don't, you don't stop it against Air Force. Control the run, uh, I would say, is what we did effectively. Staying balanced, staying efficient, uh, and, and, and playing with great effort. And if we'll reduce, if we'll reduce the turnovers and, and create turnovers, that is the recipe for success. And, and that uh, – that allows you to make people punt. That allows you to extend drives and, and, and find a way to score points, even though it's 
in some cases, field goals instead of touchdowns. So those things uh, spread across all three phases of the game. And we did it the best we have all year. And it showed probably in the most competitive, cleanest game of the season. And we've got to, uh, we've got to keep doing that. We've got to find a way to find consistency, which I know is easier said than done. But I do think we're training in the right way. And we played better each week. Coach, Brian, oh, sorry. oh, sorry, Jason, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Brian. You're good. Uh, coach, uh, you know, with a uh, couple games of tape on Cooper Lagasse now, I, you know, defenses are naturally going to start to adjust. And I was taking a look at the passing chart. And it seems like, I don't know if it's Cooper or if it's the offense, is really favoring the right side of the field. He was 10 for 11. For 162 yards outside the right half, two for three in the middle of the field, went two for five on the left side with his interception coming over there. Is that something that you look at, uh, look to make play calling adjustments or uh, talk to Coop about that, uh, just as far as not becoming too reliant over there? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we we tried to push the ball in, in every area of the field, but some of it just came down to pure one-on-one matchups. Some of it's just nature of where the ball ended up after a kick return or punt return. Um, you know, we want to we be balanced. And to me, balance means spreading around to everybody, and it means run pass. So uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think there's any particular reason other than some of it's just that's where the ball ended up after a return, ended up after a kick. And from there, we started to operate. The way they played us this week did allow for some one-on-one matchups, and, and that you got your single guy in the boundary and you take him. Some of the RPOs uh, were the same way. We missed a couple of very good opportunities to push the ball left side of the field uh, due to uh, a couple things. Protectional breakdown on one, just a missed opportunity on Coop's uh, part on another that should have very easily been a touchdown. But I, I wouldn't read a ton into it if it continues on a, on a weekly basis, maybe so. But, but really the game wasn't called that way. It just, it just kind of turned out that way. And then I wanted to ask you about the uh, Cooper and Brian Copps connection. It seems like they have an extra level of chemistry. Is that something that you see? And then uh, about Brian specifically, is this the level of production that you thought you were going to be getting when he transferred? Uh, it is definitely what we expected we could get from him. He's super solid. Uh, loved him all along the way. Knew he was a guy that would work hard, big body guy that, that didn't mind catching the ball with people around him. I think he had a great connection with, with Logan. He's continued that with Coop. They both have a lot of confidence in him. He, he's winning in one-on-one situations, and, and he's got a capacity to play the whole game. Um, I, I don't feel like that. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't feel like there's particularly any difference between um, their confidence in, in Terrell or in, in uh, Griff. It's just one of those games where, man, everything we we did with with Cobb tended to tend to turn out in a good way. Uh, we want to continue to spread it around. We want to make sure everybody's got to be defended. But his work ethic and the way he approaches every day, it does show up on the field. And he came through big when we when absolutely had him uh, had to have him. Third and one, vertical catch that was tough to make. A fourth and one or two, uh, slant route with a competitive catch. Those were two of the biggest of the day, and clearly getting us on the board with a touchdown early with a slip move inside and getting over the top. So I mean, he's playing at a really high level. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner again. Um, they have a, you know, the, the guys leading their team in tackle are both guys have been there for a long time. Daquan Jackson, Cameron Carter, good football players. Uh, what do you see from that team defensively? Uh, what, what, what sticks out to you 
with their defense? Well, it starts up front, uh, no doubt. Their front is disruptive. We struggled to keep him away from Logan last year. He got hit a lot in this particular game. We were able to create some opportunities downfield, but but it came at a cost all day long. It was a challenge. Uh, this is um, they are they are very active, and, and you know with the four down, they they want to create pass rush very similar to what we do, and they're built for it. The linebackers are downhill players. Uh, it's um. It, it, you got to you got to do a great job up front. You really do. You got to get bodies on people. Uh, I just remember that game last year. A lot of times that we were getting up off the turf, even after plays that we made, a lot of hits on the quarterback, a lot of collisions. Uh, they they made it tough for us at the line of scrimmage, and so uh, it's where they're built the best. And, and then in the back end, they'll play man coverage. Now they've they've struggled in the back end at times. They've had some PIs called. We're got to play physical uh, in 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 man coverage and, and get loose. Coach Anderson, Eric Franson again. Uh, you were talking about the wide receivers earlier, and I've meant to ask you this question for a couple of weeks, and I keep forgetting. But there was another instance on Saturday where wide receiver is wide on those splits, goes out of bounds, and has to come back in. That uh, seems to happen almost every game. You've gotten hot over that a few times this season. But is that just that's the way that this team is operating offensively, that, that those wide receivers have to stay so wide on those splits? Well, we slipped some guys inside this week, too. Matter of fact, the touchdown, Brian Cobb, the first one, he had that wide split, and, and he slipped inside and got on top. I mean, we do want to spread the field unlike anybody else. There's a handful of teams in the country that take that approach. If you watch Tennessee this weekend, they play a very similar style of offense. Uh, a lot of us come from the same backgrounds. We, uh, we are going to get forced out some, but we come right back in and put our feet back on the grass and made plays. One of the biggest conversions – of the game on third and 15 with Coop rolled to the right on a scramble. Brian Cobb stepped right back in the field and made the play. So the, uh, the officials assured me and, and I got confirmation that the, the touchdown last week that was called back uh, was a missed call. I mean, if they get forced out, as long as they establish them back in the field, they, they can play ball. So we know that's part of having wide splits. We utilize that to our advantage. It is a challenge at times, but we feel like the benefits outweigh the challenges and we just need to utilize different kinds of releases, different kinds of stacks, different kind of route combinations to uh, to help us. But it does open up the field. It does make it difficult on defenses to decide how to deploy their defensive players. It does help the run game or it creates unbelievable one on ones on the outside. And we're getting better at manipulating both of those and taking advantage of those. Coach Jake Ellis, Utah Statesman, you mentioned I. Uh, uh, at, at the uh, the postgame conference. That was a much-needed win. You, you, you broke the dam, right? But Colorado State did that last week as well. So what is the, that mindset going to be going in there? Uh, what are you going to have to do to get a win up there? Control what we can control. Same things. You're going to hear the same message. Don't turn the ball over. Find a way to create a turnover or two. Stay away from the big mistake, you know, the careless penalty, uh, and play with great effort. I mean, that's the formula for us to win. When we do those things well, we're 13-0. and 0. When we don't, we're frustrated, and, and we're talking about getting close or making too many mistakes. We cannot control them. We can't really focus a lot on them. We've got to just keep improving and getting better. gives us a chance to compete. Uh, we, we, we could have avoided the turnover right before the half. We could have avoided several penalties and a bust on defense. Those are well within our control. So focus on us and be the best us we can be this week. 
tends to uh, tends to keep us calm, gives us the best chance to be competitive. They're going to come in with a lot of confidence. They got over the they got over the hump. They found a way to win, and um, so we know we're going to get their best shot. We're going to get the best they've got. Anything else? Coach Brian Phillips, one last time. Um, okay. Two straight years against Air Force, you guys used timely fourth down shovel passes to extend drives and lead to scores. Uh, maybe without going into too much detail about your, uh, your scheme, but maybe talk about what goes, is behind making basically such a gutsy play call in such a crucial moment. You know, some of it has to do with just how they play defense in that particular situation. They were, we'd seen enough of those down in distances against them to have an idea. And, and also, man, there's multiple options on some of those plays. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the ball could go several different places on that particular play. It just so happens the way they played it was kind of the way we anticipated it, and we got the answer we wanted. So um, you're going to have to go forward on fourth down against them because of the limited possessions. You better make them count. And we were two for two in those situations this week. If you look back to last couple games, we've we've not been as effective, and and it definitely played into the outcome of the game. So we we stepped up big when we needed to. That particular shovel pass hit at a great time, but it was really attacking something we felt comfortable was coming, and the guys executed at a really high level.